Thanksgiving holiday and just sleep in a little bit, but we uh, hope to see you or, or hope that you have tuned back in or download us again because, uh, uh, well, we just appreciate your listening. And Erin uh, will be joining us here shortly as she wraps up things in the radio station. They had to rewire that sucker with a brand new computer for Skyping in and for playing our ads. And, and so uh, as it is when you unplug lots of cables and cords and then plug them all back in they don't always go back together exactly the same way <laughs> and so uh, they're figuring things out as they go the things that are a little different and things that are, are, are not um, one of the things that we were talking about was Apple Fitness Plus Apple Fitness Plus is a new service that uh, provides structured exercises for Apple watch owners you need to have an Apple watch series 3 or newer and then you can stream workouts on your iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, and uh, and they're synced to your watch fitness data. So while you're exercising, you'll be able to see on screen heart rate information, calories burned, and um, and how long you've been exercising. In addition to uh, being led through a series of exercises, and um, you can get this for uh, it's nine ninety nine a month or $79.99 a year, so 10 bucks a month or $80 a year, or it's included in the bundle uh, for $30 a month, the Apple One Premier Bundle. Now, the Premier Bundle in includes a variety of things in addition to um, the Apple Fitness Plus. It gives you two terabytes of storage space uh, so on the iCloud. So when you're doing phone backups, you can back up phones and computers and things to iCloud. You've got a lot of storage space there, as well as space for all of your photos. Uh, it also includes Apple News Plus, so you'll be able to get the uh, additional feeds from a bunch of different magazines and some newspapers. Apple Arcade, which is the online gaming. You get uh, at least 100 uh, games that don't require any additional fees or buying any coins or anything in the background. So you have 100 games you can play, and those are also uh, available on the phone, the uh, iPad, or the Apple TV, or your Mac. So you can download and play them with game controllers and play them like you know actual console games. Uh, Apple TV Plus, which has some really astoundingly good TV series to watch on there. Um, I've enjoyed Apple TV Plus quite a bit. And then Apple Music, so you get the streaming music. So you get those plus Apple Fitness for $30 a month. And, uh, you know, in my case, I was paying for a family plan for Apple Music and, and the 2 terabyte uh, iCloud storage, which put me at $25 a month. And I had just wrapped up my free year of Apple TV Plus, and I'd liked it enough that I was going to spend the 5 bucks a month for that. So I was going to be spending 30 bucks a month anyway. So I went ahead and signed up for the Apple One Premier Plan, which then gave me Apple Arcade, Apple News Plus, and Apple Fitness Plus in addition. So um, Apple Fitness Plus is supposed to launch before the end of the year. It is December 1st today, so we expect to see it in the next couple weeks uh, as they push out a new update to the watch and to iOS and iPadOS and tvOS. There's lots of OSs there. Um, but anyway, at launch, the service is going to have cycling, treadmills, rowing, 
high-intensity interval training, strength training, yoga, dance, core training, and mindful cool-downs. Um, and they're going to have some of these at different levels. And so if you're uh, somebody who's uh, been doing fitness workouts for a while, there'll be some higher-level things. If you're new to this or if you're elderly or if you lack flexibility, there will be beginner um, you know, or lack strength, um, which is definitely me. Um, there'll be some beginner level workouts as well, so you won't have to uh, jump in and find out that um, you know, gosh, this is you know too tough for me. I can't do it. So um, you can choose workouts with various difficulties, um, and then Apple will be updating the available workouts weekly, and so there'll be fresh content. So um, you know, you w you won't be going in and doing the same exercises every week, which for a lot of people. You know, some people have an exercise video and they'll just redo that same video over and over. But at some point that gets tired. And so um, uh, this will stay fresh, you know, because there'll be different workouts and you can find out which um, trainers you like to watch and work with. And so you can download their, their or stream their workouts each week. There'll be different sets of, of workouts for you to do. Um, and when you're working with the trainer, um, you know, sometimes at different points during the workout, they'll be saying, check your heart rate. You need to keep your heart rate up to X number and your heart rate will be displayed right on the screen and on your watch. So you'll be able to, to, um, uh, see the, uh, see that visually on screen. Also, if, if they're doing like a countdown, um, timer saying, you know, hold this for three, two, one, you'll get a visual countdown timer on the screen. Uh, interactive uh, or built into the to the workout so um, uh, it's there there's an optional burn bar setting that shows how your current effort measures up compared to other Apple fitness users so you can see how you're doing so if you're real ultra competitive you can you know beat the a beat the average or beat what other people are doing out there and and, uh, and you know whatever you know some people that that's very motivating for other people it might be like ah forget it I'm not gonna do I can never go with you know I can't do that level so I don't want to do it so just depends on what level you're out and, and what kind of motivation works for you um, but apparently there's a recommendation engine that'll s suggest new videos that match your most frequent selections or offer something fresh to provide some balance um, and there's a filtering tool that lets you uh, prioritize ask prioritize aspects of your workout like the type of activity the trainer and the length of music uh, the length of the, the workouts and the type of music and a lot of it's set to music so it ties into music that's available on uh, Apple Music as well um, one difference between Apple Fitness Plus and connected fitness competitors like Peloton and Nordic Track is that you can use any brand equipment so um, they do have some cycling and rowing so if you have a cycling and rowing machine at home um, then you can do it but there are many routines that don't require any workout gear um, but they do have some videos that are tailored for things like dumbbells or having a yoga mat or like I said a bike a stationary bike a rowing machine or a treadmill um, so uh, and if you own a treadmill that's compatible with Apple's gym kit the workout will prompt you to uh, to connect your Apple watch to start syncing data at the beginning of the thing so they'll be able to to um, you know gym kit things are able to tie into like the the uh, relative speed and um, and inclination and things like that. So, um, you know, those are obviously more expensive systems that have the the brains behind them to do that. But, uh, but you know, they tie in if you have it, and if you don't, you just you know you work with what you got. And that's what's nice about it is that you have the options to work with what you've got. 
and not uh, and not be tied into to uh, you know a specific brand of equipment. You can pretty much go whatever you want. Um, the trainers' backgrounds, some of them are pro athletes, some are yogis, some are personal trainers, martial artists, health coaches, you know, Ironman champions, so lots of different stuff. Here's Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hey. So I've been talking a little bit more and reading a little bit more about uh, the Apple Fitness Plus and how it also ties into Apple uh, Apple streaming music, so you can uh, accompany each workout with your choice of music types, and you can filter workouts. And they'll have uh, they've got they've hired trainers essentially to create a series of workouts, and every week new workouts will drop. So you've got you won't be you know it's not like playing a, a workout video that you do the same workout every week. You have the option of doing it if you want the same one, but you you can. Um, do new and different things each week as a trainer leads you through it, which is nice. So you have a variety of things that are going on. So, and if you purchase the nice. the service, it's good for any member of your family. Um, you know, the Apple allows family sharing, which means up to uh, five other people, six people total in a family can can use things like Apple Music and Apple TV Plus and Apple Fitness. So, so if you purchase it, you're buying it for the family, which is nice. And that's also a little different than things like Weight Watchers and Noom, apparently, um, because usually that's by individual. What this doesn't do, though, is like food tracking. This is an exercise program. It is an activity program, not a, a, a um, you know, a, a all-encompassing lifestyle program so ah, well does it do because so tobin is um uh frustrated with he used to use runtastic runtastic mm-hmm. was bought by adidas or what the germans would call adidas because it's german um bought by adidas and it's now a, it's it's a different app it doesn't have it all of his history was wiped out he's very frustrated with them because that's one of the things that he liked to be able to do was to go look year over year at how he was improving or what his sure. times are and yada yada. So he is he's strongly considering switching to Strava. So does does this Apple Fitness app do that kind of thing? It doesn't. It's really designed to do uh lead workouts by their trainers in your home. And so it's, you know, probably um uh, something that uh um they're finding or they're thinking that you know in this time of covid is a great time for it to uh be coming out since people are sort of homebound but um uh, yeah it's it's not a a fitness tracker per se it's led it led workouts through their system um they, they their trainer backgrounds include pro athletes and fitness club founders iron men and marathoners and so they've got workouts that are designed to complement people who come from that background, including treadmill oh. workouts. And because you, uh, I, uh, I know Tobin has a treadmill that he's not super fond of because he'd rather be outside oh, running, but it's it. nice. It was, a, it oh. was a junk. It was junky. We got rid of it. Ah, okay. Well, then that one won't matter. But, uh, but um, unlike, you know, Peloton or, um, or uh, oh, who's the other big app maker? Uh, that does that kind of stuff, um, uh, Nordic track, they, um, you know, you have to buy their gear to get their exercise program. And if you get the gear for, you know, the exercise program for the, 
for the treadmill, then you, all of your workouts are treadmill-based workouts, whereas this has a whole bunch of different workouts. And, and if you want to work on a treadmill, then you work on any treadmill. Um, you know, if you want to work on a rowing machine, you work on any rowing machine. So if you have a gym membership and you can get into your gym, you can go do that and use your phone uh, to, to do the workouts. And if you, uh, you know, if you've got that kind of equipment at home, you can use it. But if you don't, you can just do, you know, body weight exercises or, or stretch band exercises and things like that. So, well, those we do have. Yeah. We have a whole so, set of those resistance bands. Yeah. Lots of options. Anyway, it seems interesting. And like I said, I, I, um, it's $30 a month if you do it as part of the Apple one, um, uh, subscription and, Prior to Apple announcing Apple One, which is thirty dollars a month, I was spending fifteen dollars a month for a family um, uh, uh, subscription to Apple Music, and and I had two terabytes of iCloud storage, which was another ten dollars a month. So I was spending twenty five dollars a month, and my Apple TV Plus was my free year was expiring, and I was a fan of that, so I was going to add that in. That's five. So there's thirty bucks. So I was going to be spending 30 bucks anyway, so I went ahead and got the Apple One, which includes then Apple Arcade, Apple News Plus, and now Apple Fitness Plus for that $30. So, um, so I'll get it when, it when it launches in the next week or two, and uh, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to try to do it um, based on whatever they recommend. I'm going to pick one of their exercise plans, and I'm going to try it for the month of January and see how well it goes and what I think, but I'll be able to give you... Uh, you and our listeners some feedback as I go to say, yep, this is working for me or nope, not for me. So we'll, we'll see if I last the whole month. Um, but I gotta, gotta try to do something to move around a little bit more. I don't, I don't get enough activity. Um, since I'm not coaching on a pool deck anymore and I don't look like, doesn't look like I'm going to be able to do that for the foreseeable future. So we'll see. Although I've considered, yeah, I've considered, even though I won't be able to relaunch my team because we don't have a pool, reaching out to one of the other teams in the area and just saying, hey, do you need another coach just so I can go do it? Because I, I miss coaching and I miss being on a pool deck and I miss the, it's just moving around the exercise, you know? Um, so um, my feeling is as though that probably most of them are still really limited use, you know? And so they probably don't have an, a need for extra coaches, but... Um, but you never know. So, I don't know. I've thought about it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Todd. It's just, uh, you know. Yeah. Who, again, I say this every month. Who would have thought we'd be in December and still closed? And, yeah. And, and, and looking like we're going to stay closed for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, you know, our governor's talking about um, stay-at-home orders and, and locking things down even more. So... Um, as we go into December, and I think a lot of that's going to probably hinge on what we see in the next two weeks as a result of of people getting together at Thanksgiving and whether or not we see you know uh, things continuing to spike. So um, you know we'll see, see how it all breaks out. But as for now, you know it's funny because up to this point I've been handling it fine. I mean, like okay, it is what it is, and you know, but uh, I've, I've kind of hit my wall in the last uh, week or so, and uh, and um, I'm I'm tired of it. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I want to get back to my to my life and my coaching, and you know, I, I miss my swim team. I miss my the the families and the kids that I coach and the other coaches that I coach with, and uh, uh, I miss the income. You know, I mean, I just I just miss it, and uh, want to get back at it. So. 
Yeah. Oh well, it is what it is. You know, we'll it keep is. keep trucking through. But uh, bah humbug. So <laughs> I gotta say, is bah humbug. Exactly. So you know, there's an article um, that we didn't get to on the radio station that I put in the calendar that talks about um, uh, New Jersey uh, indoor pools report no cases of coronavirus since July. Um, that and this is indoor pools in California. Vir- virtually all of our pools are outdoors, so they're even safer. But uh, uh, in New Jersey, they announced new coronavirus restrictions on Monday after the spike in positive cases throughout the state. And among the shutdowns are for indoor recreational sports, including indoor swimming. However, there's been a small study published last week by last week by the New Jersey Swim Safety Alliance at a volunteer organization that has claimed to have found no reported instances of coronavirus spread at indoor pool facilities within the state. The study was published by a volunteer group last week, tracked 44 indoor pools in New Jersey since the facilities reopened on July 2nd with 25% capacity. And according to the findings from the, uh, that group, uh, owners and managers of indoor pool facilities that were surveyed reported no positive tests uh, for coronavirus since reopening. Since that time, 212,641 people has have visited one of the 44 pools. Wow. So it looks like pools are safe, which is what you've been saying from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I've been saying it from the beginning. If you go to the CDC website, it's listed as one of the low-risk activities, and yet... Uh, you know, a lot of pool facilities. You know, the, the problem that I've found is that uh, the people making the, the, the choices, you know, they're, they're more than happy to say you can go to the grocery store, but you can't go to church. But when it comes to youth sports, they say, oh, well, we're just going to treat all youth sports the same. You know, you either can do them or you can't do them. And yeah, tennis and wrestling are the same thing. Right. You know, I mean, in a tennis match, you're socially distanced by a net. <laughs> you know, wrestling, exactly. you're laying on top of each other. You know, swimming, you know, you're you're in a chlorinated outdoor environment um, in most cases, you know, and they can they can separate outdoor pools from indoor pools. You know, I just don't understand the reasoning for being granular in some cases and then being, you know, broad brush in other places. And it's, uh, you know, it's impacting me personally. So there's a certain amount of bias and frustration, I'm sure. But it, you know, doesn't make sense to me. Um, Yeah. So. Yeah, Anyhow, I'm right, I'm right there with you. I'm right you there know, with you. You know, this study seems to back up exactly what the CDC has been saying is that, you know, swimming in a pool is a safe thing to do. And we should uh, that should be your preferred means of exercise. Now, open every pool now. <laughs> <laughs> so so are you, the, it looks like that that the uh, application to the FDA to uh, approve one of the vaccines has been made. And I don't remember which company it was. It wasn't Pfizer, it was another company, but um, so that, mm-hmm. that's happened. Um, if a vaccine is approved, you know, as soon as the vaccine is approved, we kind of talked about this. But yeah, Moderna was the newest one, I think. I'm sorry? Um, I said Moderna was the newest one, I think. Moderna. Um, right. Yeah, I'm not going to initially. I'm not going to rush out and be in line initially. Well, I don't think it'll be available initially to the public because initially it's going to go to frontline workers and stuff. And I just want to make sure that, you know, those that are taking it up front aren't seeing other side effects because although I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any stretch, I do understand that anytime you're injecting something into your body, there can be unexpected side effects. And so when they start doing this in large numbers, um, we may find out that there's some things that are happening that we're not happy with. And I just want to be sure. 
um, you know. Well, you and I both have autoimmune diseases, and so mm-hmm. our body may not behave like your average person. Um, right. You know, when when we get something like this. Right. You know, an, so the, the vaccine like this. Yeah. So the more broader base that that it's been used on already will hopefully you know weed out any of those peculiar. Um, uh, side effects that people might be seeing that have similar issues that, you know, that you and I have and that, that, that we maybe um, would at least be, you know, going into it eyes wide open as opposed to, uh, you know, jumping in line, jumping to the head of the line. But I think that's not going to be an issue for us because we're not going to be allowed to jump to the head of the line because, you know, they're going to hit frontline workers first. And so, um, you know, presumably there are even amongst frontline workers, people that have, um, you know, other health issues and that, uh, you know, they will or won't take the risks and, and or they'll weigh the risks and decide whether they want to take it and we'll know how, how they react. But even then, there's always a certain risk. Everybody's an individual and each person reacts differently to stuff, so. Yes. Yeah. But. So, you know, I... I... I understand that like airlines and other organizations may say, well, if you don't get your vaccine, you can't fly. Um, although yeah. they're flying now without a vaccine. So um, I, you're, I, I wonder what those policies will actually look like when it's all said and done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, um, Fauci just made a, you know, w- was asked about that. And, uh, and he said that, you know, especially in December, most people are not going to, uh, um, be able to get to it um that uh you know that first americans who qualify for the initial rollout will be um uh frontline workers um and uh emergency health people and elderly those are at higher risk you know healthcare personnel essential workers and the elderly um and that those who don't qualify that way may have to wait several months before they'll even be available so so uh you know, maybe a while. Uh, so, and then the world can open back up again. Yeah, yeah. At least as long as we think we have some protection. Um, you know, the other thing that we that I haven't seen anything in, in uh, definitive about these uh, vaccines is for what period of time do they provide you protection? You know. Um, but we don't know that because they haven't been in existence for very long. So we'll find that out as we go along, right? Um, yeah. I mean, if um, we think we're all protected and then we, you know, people start getting sick again in, in six months, then we go, okay, now it's a twice a year shot, you know? I mean. Well, uh, and, I, and I think all of them are two doses. So are they? Get, yeah. Yeah, you get one dose and then you have to come back, I don't know, maybe a week later and get another dose. Mm-hmm. And apparently that many people are reporting mild COVID-like symptoms. Um, and that's, that's, you know, when they get that dose, you feel kind of crummy when you get the, yeah. you get the yeah. um, uh, vaccination. Right. Well, that's not terribly unusual with vaccines. No, but it, it's, you don't, um, yeah, exactly. It's not terribly unusual, but um Oh you know, God, there's people who don't, there's people who don't get the flu shot every year because they swear that every time they get the shot, they, they feel crappy for, for, for a week or so. And they said, I'd just rather risk getting the flu and feeling crappy for a week or so than not, you know, than get that shot. But, you know, uh, the flu, even though not as generally considered as, as, uh, bad as, as COVID 
you know, there are at least most flu viruses. Um, there are people who die from the flu every year, too. And so, you know, if you get the vaccine, you're even if you get exposed to the flu, you'll have much milder symptoms. And so, you know, you're still gambling a bit if you choose not to get that. Uh, you know, I understand people doing it, but, uh, um, you know, making that choice. But, um, you know, because of, uh, you know, me having an autoimmune issue, I, I get the flu shot every year. I've already had my flu shot for this year. So, um, you know, I yeah. figured, you know, no, no sense getting, um, getting exposed to the flu. You know, while I'm trying to avoid, although you would think that this year by avoiding um, coronavirus, all the precautions we're taking would also cut down on the transmission of the flu virus, right? The the masks and the washing of the hands and all of that. Yes. Yeah, one would think. So. Yeah. You would hope that we would have a mild flu um, flu thing. Although I did read that several um, hospitals have noted that they've had people, uh, you know, that the frontline workers... Uh, calling in sick because they've gotten the flu they're testing negative for covid but they've got flu symptoms and so you know flu viruses are out there i mean they're still getting around and you know yeah if there's anybody who was going to be you know covered up it's people working in hospitals that you know have you know you see pictures of them wearing you know basically body suits and and two masks on their face and it's like that's that's a difficult work environment but uh, they're doing everything they can to be safe. And if they're still catching the flu, then it's like, I don't know what we could do. So I was in a meeting this week with a, with a woman who works in a local hospital. Uh, well, actually, there's, there, uh, it's, a lo- it's a part of a local hospital chain. It's a national mm-hmm. chain, but they li- she works in a local one. And um, uh, she was talking about how things are filling up with COVID patients right now. Um, uh-huh. And that... Um, that uh, uh, you know, that it's, that it's a little scary right now. Um, and so, you know, to have people out with the flu as well, you know, yeah. I think about, do they have enough nurses and enough doctors to treat all the people that they're seeing? You know, we, we've talked about, do they have mm-hmm. enough beds and do they have enough Yeah, beds? exactly. Having enough room is one thing. <laughs> right. And when that personnel gets you, when that personnel gets sick, you know, that's, then who takes care of the patients, right? Yeah. How many double so, shifts can you pull to be there? You know, at some point you've got to have enough doctors and nurses. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So she didn't say it was a problem in her hospital. I just that was me speculating. Right. That, you know, what if somebody gets the mm-hmm. flu and then they're out and there's not enough staff and you mm-hmm. know just one more, one more problem in this in this landscape. Right. I it was yesterday in the news. I was listening to somebody, uh, a health person, I think from Los Angeles, saying that they were. Um, doing okay right now, but that they were sitting at about 80% capacity. And uh, uh, and so there was some concern that if they continued to peak, that uh, by the end of December, they won't have beds for COVID patients anymore. So, um, um, you know, just based on the amount of time it takes for somebody once they go in the hospital to get over the virus, um, you know, or for the virus to run its course, um, they were concerned you know, that the trajectory we're on is looking very scary. So, so well, I guess in about, um, so the middle of next week, we should, um, uh, we might see a peak, not should see a peak. We might see a peak if people got together for the holiday for Thanksgiving and, and yeah, um, yeah. The next week, know. week to two weeks, we should start seeing if the, if, if people, uh, doing even, 
you know, um, uh, conscientious gatherings uh, have caused a problem or not. Yep. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll know more then. But uh, you know, in the meantime, we're all you know doing what we can do, trucking through, right? Wearing our masks, we, being responsible. Or being irresponsible, but wearing your mask either way. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be responsible. I'm I know. Stomp my feet and go. I'm not happy. Uh, it's oh, going to be 80 yeah. degrees here in Corona today. Happy December. Crazy. This is, a, this is a La Nina year, I think, right? I mean, yeah. we had El Nino, and now it's La Nina. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday, I was watching the football game in the evening, and as I am wont to do, I was browsing and reading and doing things, reading different news articles and thinking about what we might talk about today. And and I read something. Uh, I actually ended up came across a video, and usually when videos pop up, I... I stop them i've i've got them set up so they don't automatically start talking to me but um but you know a lot of times they'll be there and start playing silently in the background and uh i listened to about a 20 minute interview from Billie eilish uh she's 18 years old and apparently when she first started doing music professionally she was 15 and every year at this time of year she does a little video answering the same questions and then each subsequent year she hears her answers from the previous year and talks about them. And so she now has four years worth of that. So 15, 16, 17, and 18. And it was very interesting to see um, where she was at. I mean, some things she was obviously very young and just, you know, a kid. And she's just an 18-year-old. Um, and another thing, she, she was actually uh, very well-spoken. I was very impressed. Um, and... You know, when it comes to her music, I think, uh, you know, that her one hit that was really, you know, bad guy was actually pretty interesting. But everything else that she has sung to me sounds, at least that I've heard thus far, sounds pretty much like the same thing. And so I'm, you know, it's like, okay, I mean, you know, maybe she's going to do some other stuff. We'll see how long the career lasts. Yeah. We're old. Oh, I get it. I get it. You know. You know, even the most streamed song, the most streamed artist on Spotify, I've never heard of. Yeah. you know, yeah, I, we're old. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not pretending like I'm. I'm, you know, uh, uh, her target audience by any stretch. But I really, I liked her her one song. I liked it a lot. Um, you know, and it's kind of the, the close miking, and it's kind of just something. It was a different sound that you hadn't heard on the radio or heard on streaming. You know, and she made some very interesting music. But uh, um, it seems like a reoccurring theme for her that uh, that. You know, and part of the reason she wears her the baggy clothes is because she has been body shamed a lot because she is a curvy girl, and uh, and so she's uh, taken to speaking out about that and and saying, you know, this is how I look, this is me, and and you know, like it tough, you know, I'm 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 I don't fit into some some pretty little mold that uh, you think should be somebody who's allowed to be on TV, uh, you know, um, or you know, on your on your devices, you know, I am who I am. Um, and I like that she's owning that at, you know, at, at 18 to be, um, aware enough to just say, look, take me or leave me. This is me. Um, but apparently there's been some trolls out there who, who, uh, I, I guess, cause she normally wears pretty baggy clothes. And that's kind of her look is like, you know, this is about my voice, not about how I look. And, uh, and so she goes out of her way to, to, to not be 
overtly sexual, which is novel and new as well for most, uh, you know, teen music stars. And, uh, and apparently she was like in the middle of the summer going over to her brother's house. And it was like a hundred degrees out cause they live here in Southern California. And she was wearing, you know, a tank top and shorts as people do when it's a hundred degrees out. And somebody snapped a picture of that. Some paparazzi snapped a picture of that and got online. And she got a lot of crap for that. You know, it's like, why are you dressing like that? And it's like, well, it's a hundred degrees out, you know, <laughs> you don't like the way I look. Don't look at me. You know, that's not exactly. my problem. That's your problem. <laughs> So, um, yeah, anyway, I was just, I was actually very impressed. I, uh, you know, like I said, there were some things where she was obviously an 18 year old. She's a kid and, and she recognizes that she even said, Hey, I'm only 18, you know? So it's like, okay. Yeah. 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 But she seems like a very interesting person. And, uh, and, uh, you know, for an 18 year old, she's fairly well-spoken. So yay for her. her. Remember if you remember. A few months ago when the uh, superstar Beetlejuice went dark and everybody was like, oh, no, is it going to go supernova? What's going to happen? Yes. They um, have been looking at it. uh, uh, For a while, it was speculated that what was actually happening is that we were seeing dust between us and Beetlejuice, and that's what was dimming it. And they have since been able to prove by using different wavelengths uh, and... uh, different cameras and, and evaluating different images that they had taken during that darkening time, that that wasn't the case, that it actually was the star dimming. Oh. And, and so uh, they uh, are saying that, yeah, it very well could go supernova anytime. Now, of course, in astrological terms, that means anytime between now and 200,000 years from now. But, <laughs> <laughs> so may not happen when we, <laughs> when we're here to see it. But uh, very interesting. Um, that is that, interesting. Yeah, that the stars actually dimming, um, and that we're you know, since we the last time that, that a visible star went supernova was like thirty five years ago. Um, you know, we didn't have a lot of the same sensitivity of instruments. We didn't have you know telescopes in space that didn't have to look through Earth's atmosphere, and so. Um, they're learning more and more about what actually happens before that and how, how it's working, you know, and what the workings of a red supergiant star are. And for those who don't know, Betelgeuse, if it were at the center of our solar system, it would reach out and encompass basically all of the inner planets, like Earth and, and all, almost big? to Mars. It's that big. Dang. And so And so... You know, the first planet next to it would be like would be Jupiter. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a big, big star, um, and yet it's it's significantly younger than our star, our our sun, because um, it was supermassive. It has already kind of uh, burnt through all of its um, uh, hydrogen and. And is now expanded out like they predict that our sun will eventually do that, um, you know, a couple billion years in the future. But um, uh, it was larger to begin with. And because of that, the larger amount of gravity caused it to burn through uh, its, its, you know, um, resources a little quicker. So anyway, it's very interesting stuff on the on the, you know, today in uh in Astronomy. science and today in, in astrophysics uh, <laughs> radio program 
Um, but yeah, you know, I just, I thought it was interesting. You know, it's weird when you see something like that and they show you pictures of this, this, uh, star that just starts getting dark. You know, we think of stars as these incredibly bright things. And, you know, even though there's sunspots on our stars, you know, little black spots that are out there, um, you know, they think that this was maybe like a ginormous type of sunspot type of thing that might be the precursor to the whole thing, uh, kind of imploding on itself and collapsing in and then going supernova which would be cool they say that it would be as bright as our moon in the in the night sky and uh as when that happens Dang. which would be pretty impressive and this thing is um uh 550 light years from earth so so what does that mean like so, so, so light from so light from that star takes 550 years to get here. So it could have blown up 550 years ago and we wouldn't know because the light hasn't gotten here yet. Isn't that interesting? It's that far away. Light going at, you know, 186,000 feet per second, uh, miles per second, uh, takes 550 years to get here. That's how far away it is. That's yeah. far away. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the other thing that's weird about it is like, you know, it could have literally blown up yesterday and we won't know about it for 550 years. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I, I can't even get my brain around it, Todd. Yeah, it really is, you know. It's funny when you start thinking about how big space is or how small space is, you know, when you get into to um, you know the other end of physics and, and get into the subatomic and how much space there is between things. And then you go, the you know, it's just the, the world is absolutely a wonder, wondrous thing. The universe, I say the world, meaning the universe, everything is just, it's amazing. And, and I fully understand how somebody would be absolutely enamored in, of, of the idea of this stuff and get interested in physics to want to understand it better, um, yeah. you know, and understand how all this stuff works. Um, obviously, if you do that, it requires a lot of effort in, in the world of mathematics, and you have to put a lot of time into learning uh, that, you know, uh, learning your, your learning your reading and your writing skills, right? Um, but, uh, so it's not for everybody, but it's really, really just mind-boggling how far things are apart, you know? In, so in with space. That, I know you have to leave early today. Todd. Oh, that's right. Thank you. It is time. So I got to wrap it up. I got to get some dental work. So tomorrow I'll be talking like this. Now, hopefully it'll be fine. Uh, hopefully it'll be great. But thanks so much uh, for reminding me. And thanks, everybody, for joining us. We will be back on the uh, airwaves streaming and on the radio tomorrow. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.